Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. Welcome to, I can't believe it's over already, edition, the week 17, final regular season week, and the Run to Daylight Football Funcast. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, and we will be doing uh, very little humor today. Um, It's going to be a bit of a race. Last week, the Motown Waller and I entered a $50 GPP. And the only sweat we had, unfortunately, was night terrors the day or two after, um, as we really never got a got a sniff in that one. But undaunted, because that's the nature of these things. The Mauler and I were talking just before the show about his NBA, and it really only takes one real good week. If you're treading water and you have a big week in daily fantasy and you hit that big um, GPP, well, that can set you up for a lot of things. So we are undaunted. We're going to do something a little bit different this week in that we're going to make two lineups. So it's going to be a little bit of a huff and puff to get it done. And we're also going to do a little bit different way that we're going to do it where we'll take turns by position and by sight with our list. And then the other person will go and we'll see where the overlap is. And that overlap will be the sweet spot. And then we'll, we'll take it from there. So one thing I need to do while the Mauler's music is playing, since we're going to do this, if anyone wants to check on our progress, our success um, or a failure, I mean, you know, we're, we're not above being laughed at. Um, At least I'm not. Uh, I'm going to enter us in the $25 lineup on FanDuel, and I'm going to get us set up in the Millie Maker on DraftKings, and then I'm going to hit the button, and you know what that means, folks. It means that it's time for the mauler. Yep, well, and it was game over uh, last week for us a little bit way too early, don't you think there, Mauler? Yeah, uh, my Doug Martin play killed us. I thought, uh, you know, he got the early touchdown there and then didn't do anything else, but that's the beauty of the the game of Daily Fantasy. We get to, to live to play another week. Well, that and sometimes it's an error in process and sometimes it is an error in – just luck. You know, the nature of the end uh, of the NFL is that 
guys are so dependent on touchdowns. And you were right. Martin got a touchdown. I um, felt like we did that last week kind of short. And I came up with what I think is a better idea. Because to be honest, I didn't like the Martin play. But I felt like uh, it was, well, you know, I'll pick one, he'll pick one. So what we're going to do this week, as I outlined a little earlier, is we will take turns. Um, the first person who goes by position will give a little bit of a speech about the guys that he likes. And then the second person will um, throw out his list that we've narrowed down by sight. And then we'll finalize it and um, make the lineup. Does that sound good? Yep, I think we're ready to go. And by the way, there was plenty of blame to go around with that lineup. My Martavis Bryant got us all of two points. So even if we had switched to D'Angelo Williams, who was the guy I was more looking toward, um, it wouldn't have made a difference, I don't think. I mean, maybe we would have gotten close to cashing. I'd have to go back and look. So I'll, we're going to start with DraftKings, and we're going to start with the Millie Maker. It's the last one. And I'm going to let you go first. Why don't you name the two to four quarterbacks that you've narrowed down to? Well, the one that I really like probably is uh, a lot of people's radar, and that's Matt Ryan. They're at home against uh, very porous. Saints defense, uh, Julio Jones has a lot of records that could be broken this week, and I just feel like they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit, and uh, Matt Ryan is very low priced, so I think pairing him with Julio Jones even gives you leverage because of uh, Ryan's low price tag. So he's my first uh, first quarterback on the list. And my second one, you might not like it as a Giants fan, but uh, it's also a low-priced guy, and it's because you can pair him with Odell, and I like Eli this week. Uh, the, the Eagles are in a little bit of turmoil after the uh, Chip Kelly firing, so it's either going to be fight or flight. You know, the Eagles are going to come in swinging, or uh, like I think they're going to do, they're just going to come in with their heads down, and I think that uh, the Giants can put up some good passing numbers there. So I'm going to start with those two, and I'm going to pass it along to you and see what you think. Well, I won't say that great minds think alike because I'm not sure I'm in that category, but um, I've got three names and you named two of them. So Eli and Matt Ryan are on my list. And the third guy, which I, I should have told you to also come up with a contrarian one. Um, the contrarian one that I came up with is Sam Bradford. And the reason is because he's also cheap. And I'm expecting ownership on Eli and Ryan to be pretty significant. And I think the Giants defense has been just god awful. The, they fired um, Chip Kelly during the week, and you do tend to get a bump there. But by the rules, that means that we are between Eli and Ryan. And let's just let's just note that for now. And let's see where we're at when we get through some of the other positions. They can, you know, they're pretty close to each other, and where we're at with the other positions might determine it. But what did you think of my Bradford idea? Yeah, I don't mind that either. And, uh, you know, uh, as you'll see as we get going further by position, I do have some eagle pass catchers, uh, you know, in my thoughts too. So I don't mind that play at all. All right. All right, let's look to, to running backs. I'll go first this time. 
And on and, and the other instruction, again, I really didn't give you is that we we should have come up with a couple obvious guys and a couple less obvious guys. That's what I've done. So my obvious guys are Devonta Freeman. Now, he's not cheap, but he goes into what is just an unbelievable situation. The Saints are awful versus the run. They're awful versus the pass. And the, I think that, you know, he's the type of guy we've heard a lot about the running back wide receiver correlation as not being as bad as most people think. I tend to agree with that. My boy from last week is back this week, D'Angelo Williams. Um, he's getting just an enormous amount of um, opportunity each week and opportunity as we know, Sometimes the game flow goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. But I like D'Angelo Williams. Cleveland has been worse against the run than the pass this year. And Ben has been less effective on the road than at home. There's been a lot of talk about that this week. My third guy is not is also pretty chalky. It's Hightower at a little bit less money. And my fourth guy is a sleeper that I really like. The guy's played a lot better lately. The team he's playing against has been awful all season um, against the run. And it's O.J. Anderson, um, or C.J. Anderson, I'm sorry. O.J. Anderson is uh, long retired. But C.J. Anderson is my really low-priced pick for the reasons just given. So who's on your list, Mauler? Uh, I totally agree with D'Angelo Williams. I think he's in a great spot this week. He was number one on my list against Cleveland because um, when I started researching this week, I I started with who's playing for something, who who still has the playoffs in sight, and uh, Pittsburgh was one of the teams, and the Jets was one of the teams. The Jets' backfield is a little banged up, and uh, I, I like D'Angelo Williams as my top guy. I'm with you on Freeman. Um, he's going to get a lot of touches both uh, through the air and on the ground. Coleman's banged up and probably will not play. So that just gives him more opportunity. Um, and then my contrarian plays this week um, is, again, Doug Martin. I know he's a little high-priced, but Lovey Smith's, you know, talked for two weeks about trying to get him the Russian title. Carolina's probably going to rest a lot of guys. And I don't I don't see Doug Martin being that high-owned, so he's one of my contrarian guy. And then the other contrarian guy um, who who could be – sort of a point chaser for people this week is Frank Gore. Um, he had, I think, 80 yards and a couple touchdowns last week, but uh, Indianapolis isn't isn't healthy at quarterback, and they're going to keep trying to run the ball. So I think Frank Gore down there at 4,000 is a nice, sneaky, contrarian play. And if you keep an eye on Matt Forte, if he's out at home against the Lions, then Langford would be a good, sneaky uh, play down there at 3,900 as well. Yep, and it looks like Forte's going to go, and I still will have Langford in a couple lineups. And uh, Gore is someone who was not on my list because I tried to keep it to four, but he would be fifth on my list. Uh, Again, a guy who, um, especially if it's announced that Matt Hasselbeck isn't going to play, I just think they're going to hand the ball to Gore a lot. So I've punched. And D'Angelo Williams, since we both agree on him so strongly. And let's continue through the process and see where we end up. How's that? Yeah, 
That's excellent. One thing I did want to add is I think, uh, you know, if you're looking for a sneaky GPP play, you might want to look at DeMarco Murray. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the coaching situation. And he could, you know, all of a sudden get 15 to 20 touches on Sunday and, and blow up where, you know, nobody's going to have him and it's going to be a low ownership. So, uh, you know, I think uh, you, you look at Murray and maybe Gio Bernard down there as well. But, you know, that's just throwing it out there for the listeners, you know, hoping, you know, we can help them touch on a few guys. And, and I don't disagree with that. I had that thought, but I haven't had the guts to to put it in a lineup. Maybe for one of those no. twenty five cent lineups. Yeah, it would take All right. some real cojones to put Murray in today. Well, especially as you said, we're going to get to some Eagles that are a lot a lot easier to stomach. And the Giants, while they haven't been great against running backs, they they're better against running backs and. Uh, that's one I, I haven't had the, the, the guts for. Um, I'm okay with sticking Gore in this lineup. Um, I, I think that the reason being is there's so, and that was why I like C.J. Anderson, is there's so many guys that are expensive at wide receiver. I like lineups with two of those guys. So why don't we stick Gore in for now? What do you think? Yeah, I don't mind that. And then, like you said, we we have a lot of guys that we can plug and play there around the four thousand uh, dollar price tag. So I don't mind that at all. We can play with it as we go. Okay, so on to wide receivers. Who are your wide receiver people? I've got, um, I've got six. Well, I, I started, just like I said, with Matt Ryan. So Julio Jones is my top guy um, paired with Ryan and then Odell Beckham uh, right there paired with Eli. Some guys down towards the the, the middle, I guess, that I like, Brandon Marshall. Um, like I said, the Jets are playing for something. He's been a machine all year. So I like him down there at about the 7900 price tag. And then you go down, I really, really, really love uh, Jordan Matthews this week for the Eagles. Uh, he's been picking it up recently. We know how highly touted he was at the beginning of the year. Um, you know how highly he was drafted in uh, season-long leagues. But he, he's come along the last two weeks. He's had 14 catches for about uh, 260 yards the last two games. Touchdown in each game, averaging 27-28 fantasy points on DraftKings, 47 4700 price tag. I love Jordan Matthews. Is that it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw those three, four out there and, and let you let you see what you think. Well, I love all four of the big priced receivers this week. Odell, Antonio Brown, Julio, and Hopkins. Um, I think Antonio's the sneakiest since he's the one that's least likely to be stacked. Um, I think Ben is going to have some, and, and, and that actually, um, when we get to draft uh, to FanDuel, <clears throat> is one of the uh, one of the stacks for FanDuel that I have uh, because it is so touchdown dependent. Um, so I also like Julio and and I like Hopkins to be honest too. Again, um, he absolutely torched that team that he played for, and then I really like Martavis Bryant again. Um, maybe a little bit more on FanDuel because of the touchdowns. 
And then my low price guy this week is Nate Washington. I think uh, I think Washington has a lot of uh, upside, you know, across from Hopkins this week, and I think he'll be very low owned and very sneaky at thirty six hundred. All right. Well, we both really like Julio, so why don't we put Matt Ryan? I mean, we're not going to be surprising anyone here, but let's put right. Matt Ryan in, and let's put in Julio. And let's put in Nate Washington and see where we're at. All right. So that leaves us with 5,300 left. So let's leave that like that for now. And let's move over to the tight end position. And, you know, I struggle to come up with more than one name, but really I only want to play one tight end this week, and it's Zach Ertz. I imagine you are thinking the same way, but um, where are you at with that, or is Jordan Matthews more of a play? I think you uh, took my script from me because (laughs) I I don't, you know, I'm not going to pay up for Gronkowski, Olsen, or Reed because there's no telling how many downs they're going to play. Um, you know, you could pay up for Delaney Walker, but I'm with you. Like the only guy he, I have he was the only other guy lineup. on my list. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Delaney was the only other guy. Um, and, all right, like so I pop said, Ertz in, and that gets us up to 5,900. Uh, let's go to defense. Um, you go first with the D's. Well, there were a couple that I liked up top. Um, I, I really liked Pittsburgh. You know, getting some sacks, maybe some turnovers. Um, I'm looking at the Redskins against Dallas. I mean, I know Dallas is at home, but their quarterback situation is atrocious. Des Bryant isn't going to play. So I like them down at the middle. And then, um, you know, if you're looking towards the bottom, I don't mind, uh, you know, something like uh, a – a Tampa Bay, if you want to take a flyer against Carolina, because we know um, Cam Newton's not going to play much. Uh, those teams that have stuff locked up are, are going to be playing second stringers, and they're prone to sacks and turnovers. So, you know, just looking at, the, at some of those games individually where, um, you know, second stringers are going to be playing, you might be able to sneak in a low price defense there. Yeah, I think you and I are going to have to talk. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty about the Redskins and that's why I'm off them as a defensive choice simply because I'm not sure they're going to play their starters the whole game. Right. And um, as far as who's number one on my list of defenses this week is the Bengals. I think that they have a tremendous matchup with uh, Baltimore and they are still playing for something. Steelers are, and, and they're less, actually, by $200 than the Steelers, who are on my list. And then lower priced, the three other names that I've got. I've got the Rams, I've got the 49ers, and I've got the Colts. Zach Mackett, Mech, whatever his name is, the big, the big six-foot-five statue who will be playing for <laughs> Tennessee, um, he was really bad last week. In the, in the the Colts are not a good defense, but they're cheap. 
Um, San Francisco, I think, is the sneakiest defense of the bunch. Uh, the reason I like them is, A, they've played much better at home than on the road, and Todd, Gur- Todd Gurley might not play, and Case Keenum is Case Keenum. So I um, want you to marinate on that a bit. But since we're doing overlap, we both did have the Steelers on our list. We also have the D'Angelo Williams correlation. So let me pop that in. And that leaves us with 7,100 each for wide receiver and flex. So going around that area, that would um, we could put in Devonta Freeman, A.J. Green. We could put in Brandon Marshall. Um, let me throw out a few more names. Uh, let's say, okay, and t- if we if we threw in the most expensive guy, Antonio Brown, that would leave us with 4,900, which gets you Ted Ginn, Darren McFadden. Now let me take him out. I'm going to just give you the few options. How's that sound? If we go to Odell, that adds in Michael Floyd or John Brown. If we take Odell out and put in Hopkins, that really does. Oh, we don't want Hopkins because we've got Nate Washington. So we won't do that. Uh, Brandon Marshall gets us. Sorry. Brandon Marshall gets us 6,300, which there is nobody. At, uh, yeah, nobody back. I like, really. No. Uh, Matt Forte, Randall Cobb, David David Johnson. Um, that's like. a name that um, Emmanuel Sanders. So Brandon Marshall certainly is worth uh, considering. Uh, uh, let's pairing either Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham with Jordan Matthews. Well, let's see if that's, that. Let's see if we've got enough. Well, see, we've got Ertz. So yeah, but I, I mean, hate- last week between both of them. They scored 65 fantasy points. And both on our list. Hold hold, hold on one second. Let me go down to 7,100. So A.J. Green against Baltimore, if we go down that far, that puts Demarius Thomas Baldwin in play. I am not loving that. Let's just try. You like Odell for nine and Matthew. Yeah, or, or Antonio Brown. Either one of those guys lets you fit Matthews. It does. I, I, I like him, but I'm tempted if we're going to go that way to switch over Matt Ryan to Sam Bradford. Yeah, that's, that's fine, too, and we'll still have some extra money. In some places, All right, I so let's try that for a second. If we go to Sam Bradford, because Ryan is going to have pretty high ownership, and he's a bit of a dog. So if we put Antonio Brown in with Matthews, we've got double stack. We've got the Williams Steelers stack. Um, now the only other thing we could consider is maybe going Ryan Freeman Julio. But I think I like this better. And it gives us 400 if we want to upgrade somewhere else, too. Um, Let me look at running back because Gore, that would get us up to Chris Ivory. Um, What's-his-name was out. 
Cameron yeah, Artis Payne, Javoris Allen. Now that's an interesting one because if the game's out of hand late, he could, uh, you know, and he, this is a PPR site. He's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, he is, but I worry he fumbled, I think, uh, two weeks ago, and they didn't play him the rest of the game. Had two weeks in a row where he lost a fumble and uh, only ended up with 12 carries out of the backfield those two weeks. So I I worry about that a little bit. I do like Chris Ivory, though, because, like you stated earlier, they're in the hunt, and Bilal uh, Bilal Powell is going to be out for the Jets, but I just don't know if Ivory is a a 20-carry back, you know. If, if he doesn't he, he, touchdown, he's so he's dependent. Really right. All right. I'm going to try one other thing. What did you think about the 49ers? I, I don't mind that at all. I mean, Gore's not going to play. Um, I, I remember we talked last week that the 49ers are uh, much better defensively at home. I think they haven't given up more than 16, and they've played some, some really good teams. So I think if uh, we can – you know, it helps us there. You know, the defense well, is the toughest to predict. So, let's listen to me here. If we knock, if we knock out Jordan Matthews, and I'm not saying I don't want to play him. I, I think he is not. I, I think I like him better on Fanduel. Okay, so if we go back to Matt Ryan at quarterback here, and oh. That leaves a 6,200 at the flex position, which gets us someone I'm very interested. Oh, we missed by 200. All right. So you put Bradford back in. The guy that I like is Cooks. He's been on on fire. And Atlanta is terrible in the secondary. What you could do if you wanted to get Cooks in, though, is we could set Antonio Brown and go with Beckham and Cooks. I don't know if that makes you any happier because I think I think Brown and Beckham are pretty much a wash this week, other than an ownership. You know. I do. I, I think that, and I think this is contrarian enough. And we've got D'Angelo Williams already in. So yeah. if we go Beckham and Cooks, let's see cookies. Yep. And then quarterback, that would leave us Eli or Ryan. <laughs> um, well, Ryan. Eli, Eli has the higher ceiling. I, I think I would, Ryan has a safer floor, but, you know, we haven't seen Ryan throw five, six touchdowns like we have Eli, you know. But, and uh, Eli is, I mean, I agree. I like Eli better. I, I, you know, Ryan had a pretty good week last week, but Eli's got, you know, I like the narrative street a little bit that Eli wants to get Coughlin a win in his last game. And that gives us the Eli Beckham stack. We get Matt Ryan's upside with Julio. Yep. Zach Ertz, who is the counterplay to Odell and Eli. Brandon Cooks and the 49ers D. I mean, we're always going to talk last minute and possibly change, but I really like this. I like it a lot more than I did the lineup last week. I mean, Gore's the weak link. Um, 
But if you, you know, can duplicate that, what he did last week, he becomes our most valuable play, you know? All right. I'm going to hit submit. That sounds good to me. All right. One down, one to go. So let's talk a little bit more about the differences between FanDuel and DraftKings. The thing that jumps out at me the most, since you started with quarterbacks last time, I will start this time. The biggest thing that I've always noticed is there's much looser pricing for quarterbacks on DraftKings, which means there's a much um, there's much less bargains on going lower priced, which, you know, we know the other guys we like, but someone who I really like in this spot at home He's expensive, but I really like Cam Newton, and I'll throw him into my we'll, – we'll take Eli off the table since we used him, and I'll say Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and Sam Bradford. Well, I I just don't – I think they're going to try and protect Cam this week. You know, I know they're trying to play for home field, but what's really more important, going to the playoffs, knowing you have a bye with everybody healthy – or, you know, one one extra game at home. So I just kind of think that they'll nurse Cam. But, again, I could be wrong. They could play him, you know, the whole game, and he could uh, get four or five touchdowns again. But I agree. Uh, I do like um, I do like Matt Ryan. Uh, he's about 7,600. And, like you said, very touchdown dependent. Now, but... Sam Bradford, 6,700. And that way we would have, you know, if that game turns into a a high-scoring affair, we would have both sides and we could do a Matthews-Ertz-Bradford stack. Right, right. And that that was my my, my next point was, yeah, I mean, Bradford's saving us so much money that we could spend up on receivers again. All right. So we'll pop Bradford. Your boy, Matthews, he didn't make the cut the first time. We're going to leave tight end alone for now. Um, I think we'll probably, I mean, let's look at the pricing. Uh, $5,700. So who else do you like this week at tight end? Walker, 65 uh, Yeah, that's pretty much It's not a huge as... difference. No, and like the only other person I would – maybe think about sliding in would be like William Ty or something, but I just like Ertz too much. He, he's gotten 20 over 25 targets. I think the last two games, and that is just an obscene amount for any player, let alone a tight end. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just stuck him in. And the only thing is I, 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 I'm going to have to take him out of some lineups because I I've learned my lesson as much as I like Ertz. You know, the NFL is the NFL. If someone gets hurt, you're screwed. But that is more of a note to myself. The other guy who tingles me a little bit at that price point is Zach Miller. But um, let's leave it the way it is. So on at running back on FanDuel, do you have any new names to throw into the mix? No, um uh, pretty much the same idea. I like D'Angelo. I like Devontae Freeman. Um, the pricing doesn't really change up much on here, except I think Frank Gore is way too much on FanDuel, whereas I think we got him as a discount on DraftKings. Um, 
same 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 thing going with the low price guys. Um, it's just kind of uh, you know throw throw your you know names in a hat and pick one out because you know with the uncertainty of how many snaps each running back is going to get, it's it's pretty hard. Well, I love the Freeman idea for two reasons. The first one is that um, well, first of all, when you look at the Fantasy Labs bargain player app for running backs. The worst bargain is Frank Gore on FanDuel, and he's the best bargain on uh, DraftKings. DraftKings. So basically, uh, that that is a big thing. The guy who is also a tremendous value, um, according to them, is D'Angelo Williams. Um, I don't see Freeman. Let me look him up. Yeah, he's a great value on FanDuel. I just missed him. He's 91 percentile. So what I love about that is that we've got Julio in the other stack, and we all know how game flow can go one way or the other normally. Yep. And, and this gives us, on one of the best games of the night, uh, the best option. So I'm going to put Devonta in now, as far as let's leave D'Angelo out for now. I really like David Johnson here. Uh, I, 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 I don't think even if Seattle lays down that, um, you know, he's not a screaming bargain on uh, FanDuel. The other guy is again, Tim Hightower at 7,000, you know, yeah, same kind you. of. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. With you, those two guys. I'm totally with you. Like, there's not too many guys that stand out. Johnson and you know Tim Hightower are those guys that you know plan plan on getting touches to, uh, on Sunday. So, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Either one of those guys work for me. All right. So what I typically do at this point, once I get the you know, so we've got a few options at running back. So basically my feeling is let's, let's put in the rest of our people, so to speak. Now, the one other way we could go here, I think, is we didn't talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't have a good feeling about that. The Jets in Buffalo against Rex, you know, I, it's the same kind of feeling I had last week uh, about Ben. I just didn't, you know, I'm not saying I didn't have any Ben lineups, but I like Bortles a lot more. This week, I, I just can't do that. Let's let's do kicker and defense. Who are your I'm, who are your kickers? I'm looking at uh, keeping everything out of the weather. So um, for kickers, I like the indoor guys. I like uh, Atlanta's kicker Shane Graham. Um, I think he's got the highest average for the price. He's down at 4,800, and he's indoors against New Orleans. Uh, should be a high-scoring game. They can't get in the end zone. He should have several field goal opportunities. And then I like uh, Adam Vinatieri for $100 more. Um, again, kicking indoors against Tennessee. All right. I, I'm i with you. I I like uh, Forbath. I, I actually like Shane Graham more. He's $200 more. Um, simply because Atlanta just seems to be more likely to stall near the end zone. 
But since we've got Devonta Freeman, let's go. I don't know what it. What is the 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 you know application of running back kicker? Is there one? Well, I don't know, but I mean, if we go four bath, we we still know they're indoors and we're saving two hundred, which I think on on FanDuel is you know a little more. I agree. You know, a little we're better. done. So yeah, yep. let's four go bath four is bath. the guy. So on FanDuel, are there? Any, I don't want to play the um, the Niners twice. So what is a defense? I mean, we could we could plug the Steelers in again for now. They're cheaper actually to the Bengals on FanDuel, and that leaves us seven five six seven per player, which is pretty darn good. So let's look at some wide receivers. Um, so we used to Odell and Julio on the other site. Antonio is actually cheaper versus Julio here. What are your yep. thoughts on Antonio? Well, he's got to get in the end zone, you know, because we're playing on FanDuel. But when you rack up 200-yard receiving games, that's pretty productive too. So I think out of the, the three, four high-priced guys there, I think he'll be the lowest owned because I think people know that Julio's going for records. He'll be highly owned. Um, you know, people just go crazy for Odell Beckham. He's he's coming off uh, a suspension, so you have that narrative street. And like you said, Hopkins went absolutely crazy against Jacksonville last time. And Game Flow says that uh, Pittsburgh should be running the ball. So, you know, I'm hoping Antonio Brown will be the lowest owner of those four, but he obviously has 15-catch, 200-yard potential every time he steps on the field. Okay, so – that's half the equation. The other half is, since it is so touchdown dependent, what are your thoughts on Antonio at 91 versus Martavis at 71? And I just find it hard to believe that Martavis is going to put up another two-point game. Well, I mean, that that's the thing. And, and they said he's been sick the last few days, too. Um, and they even have him listed as questionable as of, 3:30 today because of the illness. So you never Martavis. know how those things turn out either. Yeah, Martavis. Um, All right. So let's lift. plug in Antonio. That leaves us six thousand eight hundred each. Um, the cheapest of our running backs is Tim Hightower at seven. We'll plug him in, which leaves sixty-six left for wide receiver. And you're in the range of Crabtree, Ginn, Cobb. Aiken, John Brown, um, if you take Hightower out and go up to David Johnson, which I still think is a is a pretty nice upgrade, that gets you at wide receiver. Jermaine Curse, who I think is interesting this week, especially on FanDuel, um, my understanding is that Patrick Peterson might be on Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Lockett's right there. Roddy White, Anquan Bolden, Ruben Randall, Marvin Jones, who um, has a hamstring. If Marvin didn't have a hamstring, he would be high on my list uh, against Baltimore. 
So those are the guys there. Now, if we take Pittsburgh out, leave David Johnson in for now, what, you know, the Niners are 4,400. The Bucks you mentioned are 4,200. I don't like them because I'm scared. Of, no. I'm, I'm scared of Cam. Uh, the Colts are 4,200 against Mecklenburg. Not loving any of it, to be honest. No, but I mean, like I said, the defense is the toughest to predict. So if we're looking to save money, um, like you said, go 49ers again, or I even, um, I don't mind trying the Colts out and hoping for a pick six against Mettenberg. All right, so we pop him in. Let's see what that gets us. It gets us to Crabtree. Same same place Uh, we were. Yeah, so... Now, if we take Johnson out and put Hightower in, that allows us to get Martavis. Where's Decker? We just missed Decker. I uh, I kind of like – what's that? Landry and Hearns are there. Hearns uh, I yeah, like. Yeah, not very, not very appealing down there, but uh, – I mean uh, – you know, get, yeah. especially giving up what we're giving up to go down, um, which, all right, so let's back everything out just for a second. Uh, now, you were off of Martavis? I was just looking, you know, I knew he was sick and sat out practice and, um, you know, was listening as questionable. So that, you know, that always worries me. I don't want anybody Absolutely. To, you know, I think A.J. Green was – pretty much a late scratch the other day. He caught one pass and then, you know, you didn't see him the rest of the game. And like we discussed earlier in football and basketball, you have one guy that gets hurt or, or puts up a dud, you're in trouble. Yeah. And there's really, you know, I like Brandon Marshall, but he's 8,600. I don't think there's the discount to Odell Beckham that we would be hoping for. AJ Green's down at 8,400. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish there was a way we could get up to Cooks at 7,600. He appeals to me a little less uh, on this site. Decker is the guy I kind of was looking at at 74. He has such a good floor, and he always seems to get a touchdown. We could we could get him if we scaled back to forty five hundred on our kicker. Um, which who is the guy you us. had? Uh, I'm looking at him now. I mean, uh, the Tennessee kicker indoors at Indy. That's not but bad. He hasn't, got, he hasn't gotten a lot of action. Um, Dan Bailey for the Dan Bailey. At home. Um. Janikowski could kick anywhere if he's sober. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I like Suckup and uh, no Blair Walsh because you never know what's going to happen in Green Bay. Yeah, so I agree. I, I'm good with any of the 45 guys. I like the guys that kick indoors a little more just because, you know, you're not going to have the weather element. So if you put Suckup in okay. and you put and Decker you, in. Yeah. And you put Antonio Brown in. 
That leaves us exactly at Hightower. Yeah. I think it's a done I think it's a done deal. I mean, look, I don't feel as strongly about this one as I did our other lineup, but um anytime you've got Sam Bradford, Jordan Matthews, I mean, unless we're gonna go away from Bradford and Matthews, and I don't think no, we I'm should. Gonna, no, I think that's a great contrarian play. All right. So I'm gonna hit click. And, you know, we're going to hope to catch lightning in the bottle with Ryan Suckup and the Colts D. And if, and if they hit, you know, we're going to be pretty alone in those. Yeah. Um, so that is that. And that leaves us at the 45-minute mark of the Run to Daylight football podcast, which um, is is a good time. And I think that we've accomplished everything that we wanted to. We kind of showed you the process for how to pick lineups, which is as important as anything else. The Mauler and myself were kind of talking about how this is our thing, making a lineup, an actual lineup on the air together. And of course, we always hold out the um, ability and the desire that if we get late breaking news, we can make some changes. But um, you pretty happy with the way this went? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it also gives us insight on some switches or, you know, just some different thoughts that we might have for some other lineups going into Sunday. So I really like doing it. And, you know, I just got a uh, an alert that Kobe Bryant is out tonight. So I actually have to go make some switches because I had Kobe in one of my lineups. And I, I didn't. Um, we can talk NBA for two minutes. Before, oh, what what time's lock? Not for a um, right? Yeah, Locke I don't think is till seven tonight. It was weird yeah. because of the holidays the last few nights. But yeah, no, there's plenty of time. But uh yeah, he was in my uh original lineup uh that I had. You know, just because of the 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 scarcity of shooting guard tonight and I thought he would be a decent play, but looks like he's gonna set out, so back to the drawing board. Well, on FanDuel I will share with you um Shooting guard, I'm willing to pay up for tonight. Um, if I am going to come down, I like Fournier, is if I'm saying it right. Um, but I've got one lineup that has DeRozan and Butler, and with the chance that Jalen Rose might be out, um, I, I keep talking to people on these boards who talk about, well, what inexpensive guy. And if you don't know, it scares me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I I think that uh, time has proven that when Rose is out, Butler definitely gets a a, a bump. Yeah, um, but that's with the only FanDuel lineup that I made. I also had DeRozan, but I paid up for Kobe, so I got to go in and and work that out. Um, my pivot off Derrick Rose if he's out tonight is Aaron Brooks. He went crazy uh, the other night with. Um, Rose out. I'm just seeing if I can catch lightning in the bottle with him again. So, got to go how, in how and much, uh, figure out. Go ahead. How much of a favorite are they? Uh, who, the Bulls? Yeah, are they favored? Yeah, they're favored, but I, I don't think it's uh, it, it's I don't think it's by double digits. So, um, All right. should be a so close I'm going to That's how I'm I just get, light, lightning I'm in sorry, the bottle last night because I, I went against uh, Vegas. I saw that Vegas had the Oklahoma City game at uh, 
fifteen, and I thought, well, Phoenix just got blown out. They're gonna they're gonna try and make it tough. So I got in a few cheap Phoenix guys and, and did well. Oh, that's good. Uh, let's see. 2014, 2015, um, when Derek Rose, it, it, Derek Rose in split, Derek Rose played out of split. He didn't with a point spread of minus five to zero. Uh, yeah, not a huge bump for Butler. So that's a little surprising. And um, all right, Aaron Brooks is the name. Anyone else that you're pretty heavy, hot and heavy on tonight? Uh, we've discussed it. I, I like Ishmith ever since he's came to Philadelphia. Uh, he's got your Ish is on my list. Yeah, and, and they've been playing so much better. So um, until the until he matches uh, production with Price, I play him. Um, he's fifty eight hundred on John Wall's going to yep. be pretty uh, – he's very expensive now, but he's been on a tear. Um, are you overweight or underweight on him? I just – I seem to miss on him. When I play him, he throws up a dud. When I don't, he has 50 or 60. But the price tag's just too high for me because I'm looking at people like Kimba Walker, uh, you know, even Kyle Lowry and, and other people that can get the same 40 to 50 points that Wall's going to get at a cheaper price tag. Yep. And I think uh, if uh, Darren Johnson is out, I think Berea is a nice pivot off of Ish Smith. Uh, very similar price points. And I also think Goran Dragic is an interesting pivot. Um, not Again, not saying that I don't have a lot of Ish Smith. I do. Uh, and the last guy I'll throw out at point guard, especially with Kobe out, he's played very well lately, is uh, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he was my original pivot once I heard Kobe was out. Um, I took Kobe out, put Clarkston in, and then switched Jeremy Grant to Chandler Parsons. So I'm um, hoping that pays off. And, you know, uh, I'm going over to FanDuel to see, you know, what I have to do to fix that one. Cool. Well, the last, last question. Um, he came back and he played as a sub, and his price is a little bit depressed. It's a Pretty good matchup against the Lakers. He will be coming off the bench, but what do you think of Jaleel Okafor as a sneaky contrarian GPP play? Well, usually I'd say, no, Todd, don't do it. Save your money. But when I looked at center tonight, that's kind of what I kept going back to is, who can I play that's not going to cost me much because I do not like the center position tonight? And he was one of the guys I came across. I actually settled for Gortat on FanDuel, and um, I'm trying to see who I settled for on DraftKings. I settled for Paul Gasol because he's a, a center eligible. He's center eligible there. Yeah, of so, the I'm five gonna... lineups I made on on uh, FanDuel, I've got three Gortats, one Okafer, and a Vucevic in a pear tree. <laughs> Yeah, the center is, is t- going to be tough tonight. So if something happens where one center does go crazy, I think whoever has that guy is going to be uh, in good shape against the rest of the field. And the last, 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 I promise the last question. I'm very high on uh, Julius Randle tonight. What are your thoughts on him? Boo! <laughs> um I- I just I, I'm not fond of taking guys that are coming off the bench. 
Um, you know, it's just something psychological to me. I know it's most in, important how many minutes you're getting, but the Lakers' rotation is a little iffy with their big men, so he just kind of worries me. But a, a good contrarian play for sure, and he has the upside of, of 20 points, 10 to 12 rebounds. So you know, yeah. I love the and I knew, idea. I love the matchup. And and you got and you also realize that I'm mostly GPP guy. So yep. um, at this point, with low dollars. All right. Well, I promised the mauler that would be it. I'm going to let him go so he can go and uh, finish up his lineups. That will let all of you do the same. And uh, it's, it's the last week of the season, so we're going to go out with a little bit of a bang. Take care, mauler. Thanks, Todd. <laughs>